0: morning everyone, it's great to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it, this morning where we can come and worship Him. You know, it's, um, this is really good, I've got, is that 20 past 11 up there? Sorry? Oh, thank goodness for that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, no one did that on purpose for me, did they? No, 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 that's good. So actually, I don't even know what the time is and I won't have a clue. So, sorry? Tend to, I haven't even got a watch on. So if you all start moving out, I know it's time to quit. <laughs> so that's okay. I'm sure Paul will put his hand up. But um, it's just great to be with you here again today. We've been down in uh, sunny Launceston with our second son, Wesley, who had his 40th birthday and we had Christmas with them. They've just moved down there. And it was great to be down there as well. We went to Devonport where we pastored 44 years ago and we met our youth group again. We all got together, the good old Devonport Community Church Youth Group. Was that funny? Because we're now the geriatric group. <laughs> and we looked at each other. I didn't recognise some of them. Ricky, I, he was sort of the spunk guy of the group. You know, he was the one all the girls wanted. And I said to Paul, who's that little old dude over there? And it was Ricky. <laughs> How embarrassing. But I gave him a big hug. I said, hi, Ricky, good to see you. You're looking well. But I mean we were all older but it was just so good to get together and it was so good again to come home and to be with you and uh, we thank God that we all have another year where we can honour him and glorify his name. So I just wanted this morning to speak to you from John chapter 1 and verse 29. John chapter 1 and verse 29 says this, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. And I just want to run through this verse, so that at the end of our time, we will come to understand that He is worthy. Our God is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of a life that is dedicated to Him, and that we will be encouraged. And as we leave this building, as we go out, that we will live a life that was it is worthy of Him. The first word in this verse is behold. The word behold is not to just have a glance at. It's not just to have a look over there and just a quick look around. But the word behold means that we need to look with intent. We need to look upon and learn. We need to take notice and stop and look. We need to pay careful attention to. We need to see. We need to observe. We need to view. We need to watch and gaze. We need to survey and to contemplate. We need to give our undivided attention, and we need to fix our eyes upon. When you read in the Gospel of John in chapter 1, we find that John the Baptist was speaking to the children of Israel. He was speaking there to the people. And as he was ministering to them, and as he was prophesying, and as he was talking about the, the Messiah that was coming, he looked up and he saw the Lamb of God. And he didn't say, oh, wow, that's Jesus. He didn't, he didn't keep talking, he didn't keep preaching, but he stopped and he said to all the people, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It wasn't just, "We'll just have a look and then come back to me. He was actually saying, turn aside from me, don't listen to me, but behold, place your gaze upon this way, have an intent to look at him, survey him, observe him, view him, give your undivided attention. Attention to this one, the Messiah, the Lamb of God, our Jesus Christ. How often do we get distracted? How often do we come to church and we join in with the wonderful singing? We join in in the praise and worship. We listen to the sermon. We go and have a cup of tea or coffee. We go and chat to each other and then we walk out the door and we forget about Jesus. So easy to forget about Jesus. But here John says, he says that we should behold. We've got to behold him. We have to gaze upon him. We have to look at him. And in this brand new year, So many of us, we make resolutions, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're not going to do this and we're not going to do that. We have plans, we have visions. But oh, I pray for us, I pray for each of us individually, I pray for us as a church that our vision will be to behold the Lamb of God. That our eyes will be full of the picture of the Word of God. That this Word of God, this living Word of God will be so within us that we will gaze upon the face of Jesus. That we will look at Him. Even when you go through the Gospels, Jesus said, look at me. Remember Peter, he went into the water because he wasn't looking at Jesus. You and I so often find us in the water. Not just often in a little bit of water, but in a lot of water and we're floundering around, and we're kicking, we're yelling for help, but Jesus says, just look unto me, the author and the finisher of your faith, look unto me, and so here, John the baptizer says, behold, oh that you and I Today, for the rest of this year, whatever is going on in our life, what is happening to us, through us, with us, that we will behold him. Let's put the first things first. Let's get things in the right order. Let's just know that Jesus is first in our life. Jesus is the one to whom we should be looking. It is unto Jesus that we place our gaze and we do not remove ourselves from it. John 1.29 says, Behold. And then it says, Behold the. Behold the Lamb of God. It's not behold a lamb. I grew up a farm, as some of you know, and always had pet lambs. Always had pet lambs. If I had one, I had always had pet lambs. And unfortunately, I they, some of them died because I used to feed them with milk. But I thought they needed sugar back then. I don't know why, but I just thought it'd make it sweeter and nicer to the taste. So I used to put sugar into the bottle and I'd have all these and I'd feed them and they started to die. And my dad said to me, what, like, what are you doing? All you've got to do is feed them with the bottle. And he said, you're not adding anything to the milk, are? And I went, oh, oh, you know, just a bit of sugar. And I think they all died a diabetic, these poor little <laughs> lambs, because I was giving them so much sugar. And so we're not just talking about the little lamb. We're not just talking about the farmer who has the little lambs. We're not talking about the shepherd who has the lambs. We're not talking about the shepherd who has the the lambs. But we're talking about the lamb. We're talking about the lamb of God. This is the lamb. This isn't a lamb. I had a lamb that grew up to be a sheep and his name was Peppy. All our kids laugh, Ben included, about Peppy the sheep. But I had Peppy the sheep. He was my favourite sheep. I'd get, the the dad would shear him, I used to get five pound, I think, every year. It was my whole pocket money for the whole year. Five pound from Peppy the sheep. And he used to follow me around and I would talk to him and I'd sit with him and he'd talk back to me. I could understand sheep talk. And we talked to each other and I'd take him for little walks and he, he was my friend, he was my sheep, he was my pet, he was everything to me. But he was just a sheep. He wasn't the sheep, he was just a sheep. And so here, that we are told from the Word of God, behold the Lamb. Jesus is the King. Jesus is the Ruler. Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is everything to us. He's not an A, He is the. And so we need to understand that he is the one and only. There's no one else beside our God. There is no one else like Jesus. There is only Jesus. And we've got to cast off all those things that would come and place themselves before us and see only Jesus, the Lamb of God. The Lamb of God. He is the Lamb of God. The Lamb of God. Many lambs were sacrificed, many lambs were sacrificed for the sins of the people, but there was only one lamb of God, and his name is Jesus Christ, your Saviour and my Saviour. And if ever our hearts should be full of joy, if ever we should be excited, people say you get excited. I see people at football matches, jumping, screaming, yelling dressed ridiculously (laughs) eating stupid things and they come to church and they go there's just nothing and I go what is wrong with you you are so excited about a football being kicked from one end to the other but we come into church And we're here standing before the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We are only here because of the Lamb of God. And yet we go, it's time for Christians to get excited. It's time for Christians to have a spring in their step. It's time for us to look different from the rest of the world. It's time for us to stand up and say, but we know the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He knows us. He is the Lamb of God. In Genesis and chapter 3, we find that after man had fallen, Adam and Eve had sinned, that God came straight into the garden and he was looking for them. They wouldn't even own up where they were. How dumb were they? About as dumb as I am. As bad as dumb as the world is. We think God can't see us. God knew exactly where they were, as we heard this morning around the communion table. And God came and he knew what had happened. And he then a lamb was killed and a covering was made for man. In Genesis in chapter 3, when that lamb, was, the covering was made, God gave a promise that one would be coming, Jesus Christ our Saviour, Jesus Christ the Lamb of God, and he was going to crush Satan's head. First of all, right there, then and there in the Garden of Eden, when the sin had been committed, a promise was given that the Lamb of God would come to save the the world from sin. In Genesis chapter 22, and I want to read some verses to you, that God, the Lamb was promised and then God provided the Lamb. In Genesis uh, 22 and reading from verse 3, it says this, Early the next morning Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac, and when he'd cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. And on the third day Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, "Stay here with the donkey, while I and the boy go over there, and we will worship, and then we will come back with to you." So many great sermons in here. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached in his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham said, here I am. And the angel said, do not lay a hand on your boy. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, and because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. And Abraham looked up, and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, The Lord Will Provide. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. We love that scripture because we think we're going to get a new TV, a new car. We think we're going to get lots of money. We think we're going to have a wonderful time. We think we're going to have great health. We think everything's going to go right for us. Well, God has provided all that, but the provision is that he died for our sins, No matter how bad your life is, no matter what you're suffering, no matter if you've got two cents left to your name, when our sins are taken away, as far as the east is from the west, it is a good day. It is a great day. It's a free day. It's a day where we live forevermore. How can we not be thrilled to bits? How can we not just praise God? How can we stand in silence and not just adore Him and praise Him and worship Him for what He's done? If we were naked and living with the beast, it's a good day because God has saved us from our sins. What a blessed people we are. Oh, we're a free people. Free from the burden of sin, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. God provided the Lamb of God for you and for me, so our sins could be removed, so we could be washed, so we could be cleansed. What a great day! Oh, come on, it's a great day. Come on, you're with me. It's okay. I won't tell Ben you got excited. You let a giggle. You know what I mean. You let a kind of get a bit, because it's exciting. It's more exciting than a footy match. It's more exciting than the tennis. This is exciting to... Well, we'll pray for him after. To be in the house of God today. We're here today, together, because our sins have been washed away. The Lamb of God, the Lamb was promised. The Lamb was provided. And in Luke chapter uh, 2 we find that the lamb was prepared. Luke chapter 2, verse 25. I love these two people, Simeon and Anna. And I love them even more now I've got older. They were on fire for God, these guys. They didn't leave the temple. My goodness, they were worshipping God 24-7 the whole time. And here we find that the lamb was prepared. In Luke and and chapter 2 and verse 25 it says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. And he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. What a promise is that for an old man. It is. But how blessed are we that we can see our God at any time that we wish as we come into prayer before him. He would not die before he'd seen the Lord's Christ. And he was moved by the Spirit. He went into the temple courts. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God. What a wonderful gift for an older man. Who was waiting? God had promised that he would not die until he saw the Christ child. Not only did he see him, but he was put into his arms. And this is what he says. He praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all the people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. God had prepared his Lamb of God. And then God presented, we see that the Lamb was presented in. Isaiah 53, starting at verse 1. I do not apologise for reading the Word of God in a sermon. I will never, ever apologise. Better for us to hear the Word of God and nothing from me, because the Word of God stands true and forever. So I will be reading the Scriptures all the way through, because I love it, because it's the Word of God, because the Word is real, and the Word is Jesus Christ Himself. Isaiah 53 verse 1. Who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a tender shoot, like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we would desire him. He was despised and rejected by men. Um, He was a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering, like one from whom men hid their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. But all we like sheep, we went astray. Each one of us turned to his own way, but the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he didn't open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is silent, so he didn't open his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And who can speak of his descendants? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was stricken. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Though he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. Jesus Christ was presented to the world as the lamb who was slain for you and for me. Behold, the Lamb of God, the Lamb that was promised, the Lamb that was provided, the Lamb that was prepared, and the Lamb that was presented, who takes away the sin. He takes away the sin of the world. He takes away our sin. Our sin is thrown into the sea and trodden underfoot. We find that in Micah 7 and verse 19. In Isaiah 43, verse 25, our sins are blotted out. Hebrews 8:12, our sins are forgotten. In Romans 4, 7 to 8, they are removed. John 1:29, they're taken away. Our debt has been counseled, found in Colossians 2:14. Our sins are washed away, Isaiah 1:18, and our sins are forgiven. Oh, what a wonderful God! And you can find more. There's more and more treasure in the Word of God. John 1 behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, of the world. I don't know everybody in the world. And from the beginning of time to now and in the future. But God knows, and Jesus' sacrifice was for the whole world, because God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. He gave the Lamb of God. The world is everyone, everywhere, whenever and wherever, and everyone else included, if you don't fit into that. He died for you and for me. He died for Australia. He died for everybody in the world. Behold, look at, take view of, concentrate on. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So what do we do now with this Lamb? This Lamb of God who came into the world, this Lamb of God who came and died for you and I, what do we do? as we accept him, as we ask him to wash away our sins, as we dedicate our lives to him, as we dedicate our lives that we would serve him wholeheartedly, whether we're at home, whether we're out, whether we're in a hospital, whatever we're doing during the night, during the morning, during the afternoon, we would serve him with a whole heart and honour him with all that we are and all that we have. Oh, we're going to go to Revelation and chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5, We're reading from verse 1. Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and the seal with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside of it. I wept and I wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or even look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, "'Don't weep. See, look.' The Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. And then I saw a lamb, looking as if it had been slain, standing in the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits God sent out into all the earth. And he came and he took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. And the song is this, you are worthy to take the scroll. You are worthy to open its seals because you were slain and with your blood you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation and you have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. And then I looked and heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands, 10,000 times ten thousands, and they encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders and in a loud voice they sang worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in 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 them. And this is what they were singing, to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb. Be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. And the four living creatures said amen. And the elders found down and worshiped him. And it never says they got up. 2019, what are we going to do? You might have some brilliant ideas of what you're going to do with your life. 2019, what are we going to say? You might have some genius things that you can say. But I pray that each of us will look up and we will behold the Lamb of God. The Lamb of God who has taken away the sins of the world, and that we will cry out, we will sing out, our lives would demonstrate, our minds would know, our lips would speak, and we would cry with a loud voice to the world that worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is He to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength Worthy is He and give Him all honour and glory and praise. And that in that honour and glory and praise, we would fall down and worship Him. That our lives would be a living offering, a living sacrifice, that we would worship Him. And out of that worship, out of our praise, out of our thanks to the Lamb of God who took away your sin, who took away my sin, who's ready to take away any that would come to Him, that we would say to Him, unto Him be glory, unto Him be praise. I pray this year that our life, that we would dedicate ourselves afresh to Him and keep in mind that we would behold, behold Him, Behold the Lamb of God who has taken away the sins of the world. Will you stand with me as we close the meeting? I want on us just to spend a few moments in prayer, in praise, in worship. Let's lift our voice to him. My goodness, those stadiums roar for a footballer. We can roar for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We can shout aloud for the Lamb of God who took away your sin and my sin. Oh, our God, let's praise Him. Let's praise Him. Let's lift our voices. We thank You, Lord. We thank You, God. We thank You, God, for who You are. Oh, Lord Jesus, we praise You. We behold You today in Your glory. We behold the Lamb of God. We behold you, Lord Jesus Christ, at the right hand of the Father. Oh, our Jesus, we worship you. We bow down before Thee. Lord God, we give our lives afresh to You. That, Lord God, in this new year, we will live a life worthy of our God. We will live a life, Lord, that would bring praise and honour unto You. That we, our eyes would be open, our mouths would be open. That we would see, Lord God, the people in distress and in need. People who do not know You. And we would have compassion for them, O oh God. We would go and speak to them. We would put an arm around them. Lord God, we just pray that you would use us, Father, use us for your glory, that we might only bring glory to you, that people would not even see us or notice us, but they would know that they have met with the Son of the living God. Oh God, we praise you. We thank you. Lord God, we thank you for this church. Lord God, we just ask this day, Lord God, that this is going to be a wonderful year. That, Lord God, we will see fruit. Lord God, we will see growth in this church, Lord God, as it's never known before. Father, I thank you for the faithfulness of this people. Lord God, I thank you for the faithfulness, Lord God, of people who have been on the mission field in this church, of people that are serving you. Lord God, we thank you for the faithfulness of generations that have gone before. And Lord God, we thank you. Lord God, we thank you that we have the honor and the privilege to be in this place today. We have the honor and the privilege to serve you serve you, Lord, wherever you would have us to be. Oh, God, we thank you. Holy Spirit, go with us. Holy Spirit, lead us. Holy Spirit, guide us. Holy Spirit, nudge us. Holy Spirit, give us more and more revelation of Jesus Christ, Lord, that we might shine, that we might live for him, that we might walk with him, that we would talk with him, and that, Lord God, as we go our way, people will be changed. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for every person in this place. I thank you for those who are unable to be with us today. If any are sick, Lord God, bless them, heal them, touch them. Father God, those on holidays, Ben and Beck overseas, Lord God, we praise your hand of blessing. Father, we thank you. We are the body of Christ. We're body of Christ. Lord, we serve each other. And Lord, we serve you. God, we love you. We love you, Lord. We love you, we love you, we love you. We thank you that you are indeed the Lamb of God who has taken away our sin and the sin of the world. Father, we thank you, bless our time of fellowship and we pray, Lord God, that we go this week serving you in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen.